This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. To be the area where they should spend big money is going to be edge. Yeah. Uh, however, it might be trickier than this list initially shows. <laughs> uh, I was texting with my guy, Anish Shroff, earlier today, uh, who's the play-by-play voice of the Carolina Panthers, and I was like, are they going to let Are they gonna let Burns go? And he just goes, no. So that, is, that has been all the reporting out of Carolina. I'm sure Anish doesn't mind me spilling that and name-dropping him here because that is what everyone is saying. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, that's a, a guy that if he hits the market... I'm not saying you can't overpay him, but I would try. Like yeah. I would, I would spend a lot of money on a guy like Brian Burns. Um, and there's a couple of other top edges in this class. Uh, starting, I mean, obviously the the big name to watch is interior guy and in Chris Jones. Uh, he's the number one free agent available and we'll see what they're going to do with him but josh allen the jacksonville uh version of josh allen the edge player is there then you have brian burns in carolina um and then there's a couple of other guys i mean the interior d-line class is actually great as well you got matabuke uh from from baltimore you got wilkins from miami but then you've got you know a couple of guys on the outside there's actually a couple different guys that played in miami last year van ginkle ogba kind of down the list um but there's there's a couple of top edges um, and you know, Bryce Huff, another guy. Yeah, Bryce uh, Huff, from Hunter. the Jets. So like, there's there's some guys out there that are available, Logan. And I, I don't know if one of these guys in particular catches your eye, but to me, this is the area where they need to find. Like, you can both find a guy, pay him a bunch of money, and draft your guy uh, Robinson in the second half or in the second yeah. round. Like, you need multiples here. Currently, the best edge under contract is KJ Henry, and all due respect to KJ. Um, I would like him to be a three or a four, not a a one. Certainly, you know, if you have to live with him as a two, fine. But they they got work to do. No, I I think that's a hundred percent right, and I think we're saying the same thing. I think the thing about this that's interesting is like Josh Allen. Do you do, does Jacksonville tag him? Brian Burns probably going to get tagged, right? Like 
Danelle Hunter's 33, 34 years old, older guy, yeah. right? Like, do you want to go Clowney, out? same thing. Yeah, like, do you want to go out and break the bank for those guys? I don't know, Bryce, Bryce Huff, Bryce Huff, however you say his name. Uh, yeah, really Bryce excellent Huff. edge rusher from New York, but very situational in terms of use, not an every down player, but maybe, you know, again, he's got a unique skill set. Maybe this administration says that's a guy that we want, that we value, that we think we can get, get after. Van Ginkle, again, I think a productive rotational piece. I don't think it's a guy you want starting, but there are opportunities. It's just about kind of, again, like the same thing we talked about with safety, identifying the right piece. Because I think once you take those top names off, you're like, man, like this is a, this is a, we can get a solid player here, but it definitely lacks the star power and kind of the commitment that it felt like earlier. We were like, oh, pay him as much as he wants. After those top two guys, even Josh Allen, I wouldn't say the same thing, honestly. I get a little bit quieter in terms of my endorsement of some of these players because there's going to be issues. Does that mean they're bad football players? Absolutely not. But again, it, the financial arrangement and the role becomes much more significant for those guys, uh, especially here in Washington. Yeah, I also do wonder if like a guy like Clowney could be interesting to buy yourself a year. I right. think that's exactly right. Yeah. Like, let's do the one year big money. We'll give you kind of what you want. You know, one year, I don't know. What would be a, it's 20 million? 20, 20 would be, yeah. But that's yeah. a lot. That's a lot it's of a money. lot. But if it's one year and that's money's coming off your books next year and next year you're not going to be picking second in the draft, maybe you'll be picking somewhere between eight and 16 and you can get a premier edge next year at that position. And you, that's more of your long term plan. Like, maybe that's the play. Um, yeah. Where you can, you know, take a guy in the second round this year and re-sign, you know, either it's James or Casey and bring in uh, another, you know, Van Ginkle level free agent. Yeah. And all of that helps build the room, but no one's kind of playing out of role. Clowney's your dude um, yeah. and you're reliant on him in a way that you really would prefer not to be. But at least he knows what he's doing in that. He that was very productive last year role. in Baltimore. Yeah, he was, and he gets to play next to Allen and Payne, and I think that's yep. the other part of this is like schematically, what do they do knowing that their horses are inside, that those dudes are the ones that are going to make or break this defensive line? How do you surround them with enough talent that they can shine, but you know also don't do anything crazy? Like you're not going to trade a first rounder for Brian Burns. You know, right. like if your first rounder wasn't what your first rounder is, maybe in another year <laughs> on another roster, would I consider trading the 16th pick for Brian Burns? Sure. If I can lock him up long term? Yeah, probably. Probably I would. And maybe someone will do that for Carolina, but not this team this year right now. Um, right. That, that's certainly not not in play. No, I totally agree. And again, like I think you explained that perfectly. It's about role. It's about fit. It's about the vision for the organization. And I, and I don't think, I think you look at Baltimore last year as a perfect example. You bring in Kyle Vinoy, you bring in uh, Jadavian Clowney, and you're okay. You're actually very productive because you're well-coached, you've got a strong interior, and you're able to kind of get after people because you're playing with a lead all the time. And I'm not saying that's what's going to happen here, but I think that's kind of what you're looking at. Can you get some pieces to, to just fill the roster out at this point? Guys that have upside that you feel good about, and if you can't find that guy, don't overpay and don't overextend. And I think that's really what it comes down to. And I think we're saying the same thing. And um, again, it, you, they need to do something in free agency. And that could be post-draft. I think there's a very high likely that likelihood, like you were saying, that a good edge, a guy that's played a lot of football that, that is serviceable, becomes available and you can kind of get him in on the cheap. But I, I think it's something that they're, they're definitely going to look at. They're definitely going to do something there. It just depends on the level of commitment they want to make to the player 
and the financial commitment they want to make as well. So yeah, no, that's always a position where there's just dudes floating around randomly, kind of after the draft, after yeah. or even in the training camp. You know, so some veteran who doesn't want to go to training camp and becomes right. available week one. Not that you, that's who you want as your week one starter, but like sometimes them's the breaks. Uh, going through PFF's cut candidate list, Tyus Bowser from Baltimore is a potential cut candidate um, on the edge. Uh, there's one or two more. So sorry, this is not the greatest uh, podcasting we've ever done. As I scroll here. Um, Emmanuel Agba from Baltimore, who I mentioned earlier, is a potential guy. And I think there was one more. Nope, that's it. But there are a couple of tackles on this list. And that's the last position that I kind of want to go into a little bit more depth with here. So on the hypothetical cut list, or some of these guys, like the guy I'm about to mention, is a pay cut guy who probably stays where he is. But you got Andre Dillard um, from Tennessee. You have, uh, come on, come on, come on. You have, I wish there was a way. PFF, if anybody from PFF is listening, please sort. let us sort by position in the future. That That'd would be, be nice, very, yeah. very helpful. Uh, David Bakhtiari from Green Bay. Yep. Uh, then you have, I think there's one or two more. I mean, on the inside, Cody Whitehair at guard. Uh, and then you have DJ Humphreys from Arizona, who obviously was brought in by Cliff Kingsbury uh, back in the day. So uh, those are some of your potential cut options. And then you have the actual guys that are available in free agency as well. This would be great to get a tackle. And this is also a position that for the right guy, I would spend money. No, I think that's absolutely right. It's got to be the right role and fit here too. I, I just I just look at the draft, man, and I'm like, they probably don't have to make a colossal move. You know, it depends on how they handle Leno and his contract and what they're going to do with him. Um, and, you know, I know they can save some money if they if they cut him or if they restructure his contract. Um, if they do something like that, I think, you know, a guy like um, uh, Humphrey, DJ Humphreys, is that his name? DJ? Yeah. If they bring it, I could see something like that happening. But I, I definitely see them making an investment in the draft on the offensive line. And I think it's going to be good because I think it's a very – I think it's a very deep group and it's got a bunch of guys that are going to be starting football players. So I think in the first three rounds, four rounds, you could probably find somebody that, that you're excited about that, that can play. And, uh, and I think that's fine. And so I don't think it, 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 let me just put this in context. If I feel like they have to make an investment in the defensive edge rushing group here in free agency, I don't quite feel that same sense of urgency with tackle, for example, or, or guard. I think I think the draft is a little bit more dynamic in those areas and a little bit deeper. So I, will they? I think they might. Like Cody Whitehair, just as an example of somebody, you know, think about him coming in and play left guard for on a two-year deal. Like, that'd be awesome. Man, yeah. And that really shores up that group, and you get a bunch of veterans and guys that that are good football players. Like I played with Cody in Chicago, excellent football player, and I'm sure he's not going to be overly expensive. So that's a nice, solid move, and maybe it frees you up to – to kind of be a little bit more liberal with with what you want to attack in the draft. You know, maybe you can trade a second round pick for to move up a spot or do something like that. So um, that's what I think that's why this free agency period is going to be so big for this team, because it it gives you some flexibility on draft day to kind of draft the best player available or find the best fit for the team. So, hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. 
Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Uh, I lied. One more position. Corner, because you mentioned it earlier. Kendall's yes. a free agent. You have Forbes, obviously, and then you have BSJ. What I, I guess part of this is what do they think BSJ is, which we obviously yeah. don't know yet. They don't know yet. They got to watch right. more film. They got to probably talk to him a little bit. They got to figure that out. But is BSJ outside and you're just living with it and then you're you're aggressively pursuing a slot and depth or is he a backup but he's outside and you're just looking for someone to play over him straight up you just don't think he's he's worth starting um or is he whatever option i haven't said yet whether it's slot or outside um and then you got to figure out you know who's the other one so there's obviously tremendous corners including legerius sneed who are available i'd have to think that after the year that he that Kansas City just had and how he played in the Super Bowl. Like, they're not letting LeJarius Sneed out. Are well, they? are they going to let him go or are they going to let Chris Jones? They got a lot of decisions yeah. to make here, dude. So. They, they do. Um, but would you, how, how aggressively would you use some of that 70 plus, maybe $80 million on, on corner? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd be probably pretty, pretty pretty aggressive there. So, like, basically, I think what you're looking for is a starting caliber safety, a starting caliber corner, and a starting caliber edge rusher in free agency. Like, definitively, that's what I'd be looking for. So, do you re-sign Kendall Fuller? I mean, the number I saw was $14.7 million a year, and I think he's a good football player. Maybe you get him on a two-year deal. I don't know. I, I definitely think you need to do something there because um, I don't think after the year BSJ had, you know, and, and we're – I'm high on his potential, but, you know, had a tough year this year. Um, I think you need someone in the room that's a veteran that you feel good about that could make plays and uh, kind of hold down the fort while these two unproven guys um, kind of figure it out. And I think Kendall Fuller would be a great fit for that in terms of what this defense and what this defensive coordinator wants to be. You know, good tackling in the secondary, anticipating and, and turning the football over, which Kendall's shown ability to do. So is it Kendall Fuller? I don't know. But – I think luxurious needs going to be pretty expensive and it's going to affect your ability to assign some of those other pieces we discussed. So um, I definitely think they need to make a move there. need to make a move at safety and probably edge. And, um, and as we've talked about, there are guys that you feel good about in those roles for sure. Yeah. Um, a couple of different names to watch out for. Uh, Jalen Johnson's the PFF's top corner on the market. Uh, one slot ahead of Snead. Uh, he played the last couple of seasons in Chicago. They've got Kendall ranked 15th overall. Um, Awuzie from Cincinnati, who used yeah. to be in Dallas. Uh, they've Dan Quinn's let him go once, but uh, Cincinnati paid him a bunch of money. Would, would that be a good uh, reunite situation there? Stefan Gilmore, who was last year in Dallas, obviously. Um, Steven Nelson was in Houston last year, Kenny Moore, Adoree Jackson. So, um, Kenny Moore is like their 41st player Jackson's their 82nd. So pretty significant drop off there. Um, but yeah, uh, last thing I'll mention just, just for fun. This is, this is, uh, a funsies rib at Kevin Sheehan. Should they pursue Kirk cousins in free agency? <laughs> um, I definitely kick the tires on it. I'll tell you. You know what I mean? I think like he's a good football player and he's been successful in the NFL for a long time. And I think Cliff has shown an ability to cultivate an offense to fill to fill to, to fit the the player's skill set. So, you know, Colt McCoy, excellent performance against uh, the San Francisco 49ers. And he just you know he's not like this dynamic runner or scrambler, and he did well in his spot duty. So I definitely kick the tires on it, see what it looks like. If I'm Kirk, would I come back here? Probably not, you know, yeah. but like um, but I definitely, if I'm Adam, I'm like, Hey man, like, what's up? What are we talking about? And it's Remember be when we were going to trade for you a bunch of years ago or <laughs> sign you a bunch of years ago. And then we traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. That wasn't yeah. me. 
Yeah. No, I, 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 but I think you definitely, because again, he's a starting caliber player that was before the injury was playing like a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. So you're definitely going to look, investigate that. And, and you, and we all know how Kirk is. We know his process. We know the type of guy he is. We know the type of ambassador he'd be for this organization. So absolutely. But you heard it here first, kick the tires on that, then make it happen. And then, uh, you know, draft Marvin Harrison and, uh, that'd be sick. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen, but no. I don't need that. But I'd kick the tires on it. Let's just if say. I was Kirk, I'd be like, quit kicking my tires. I'm not coming back. <laughs> all due respect to you and your ownership in the city. What did Kevin but, say? Did, was Kevin like all in on Kevin, it? Kevin's always all in on Kirk. Yeah. He, I, I mean, it's 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 kind of a bit, but there's more truth to it than I think he wants to admit. How do you feel about it? Would you, I mean. I, I don't know. There's something weird about him coming back at this stage of the career. I mean, I, there's something that's cool about it. Yeah. 35-year-old. A 36-year-old coming off of Achilles scares me for sure. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of think I kind of think that at this stage of where Washington is, like you have the second pick in the draft, just take the quarterback and, right. and do it that way. Like don't overthink it. But like, look, can you do? Could they compete next year in the NFC East if Kirk like comes back and is Kirk and they yeah. did draft Marvin Harrison and they do some smart stuff on defense? Yeah. And why wouldn't you want to compete? So, like, it's it's certainly not a stupid idea. Um, I just I just think taking the longer vision is probably the best way to go because realistically, like, what are the chances you win a Super Bowl with Kirk coming off the Achilles and all that stuff? Not very big. Right. Um, and at that point, like, it's kind of the the Josh Harris. Show me a path to eight and eight, and I can get you there pretty easy. Show me a path to like consistently competing, and that's a lot harder. And they could be eight and eight, and they could honestly probably be ten and, or I guess you can't be eight and eight anymore. But you know, nine Whatever. and eight, yeah. but ten, eleven wins maybe for a couple of years. But then what? He's thirty-eight. Yeah. You know, whatever. So yep. long story short, wouldn't do it. But that was a fun little bit, and now we got a fun. social media clip out of you. <laughs>